For the 25th anniversary of the Steven Spielberg classic, I sat down with Matt Keeler and Killian Harper to discuss Schindler's List. This three-hour masterwork from Spielberg takes an emotional toll, with incredible lead performances from the likes of Liam Neeson and Ray Fiennes. The film is based on the true story of Oscar Schindler, an entrepreneur and member of the Nazi party who becomes more concerned with the well-being of his Jewish workers as the war rages on. We discuss the film's raw emotion and imagery, performances, and its impact then and now. We will be discussing spoilers, but more importantly, some graphic imagery, most of which depicts acts of extreme violence. Okay, Matt, Killian. What's Welcome. going on? Welcome back, gentlemen. Um, so, last weekend now, we saw Schindler's List in theaters. Yes, for the 25th anniversary. Yep. And, um, to put it lightly, tough film to sit through. All three hours and 15 minutes, right? Yeah. Yep. And uh, most of it in black and white. We have a few bits of color, the beginning and the end, and then the girl with the red coat, which we can get into more. But Yep. Um, that was my initial takeaway, is that they chose to do it in black and white. And I st- I'm still kind of thinking about why Spielberg decided to go that route. Um, I think he's stated it in interviews before. Um, I, I think, and I said this to one of you guys, uh, I'm pretty sure color represents um, hope in the movie or something similar to hope. And he didn't want to kind of show the Holocaust in any kind of positive light whatsoever. Um, he wanted to show how like depressing and like how draining it was because he drained the color from the film. Right. Exactly. Um, and I, I thought it made the film that much better. I thought it added to how powerful it was. No, yeah, I agree. And and he has the the girl with the red coat um, two times where once where she's running around amid the chaos um, when the Nazis are, are invading the village, right? And and yes. to take people yeah. to take the Jewish people to concentration camps. I thought um, you I thought that was during the liquidation that you see her. Okay. I thought it was... Well, because people started hiding out. Because, well, yeah, Schindler is with that woman, probably one of his secretaries, um, on horseback, and they come up to the hill, yeah. and then that's when he sees the girl with the red, red coat. And then he sees her later, and she was... Dead. In the, she, was she was hiding. burned alive. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, the only other th- the only other time they use colors at the very end when they have the real survivors with their uh, the, the actors who played them and mm-hmm. the beginning when the there's the Jewish people sitting around doing a prayer and there's a candle burning and it kind of shows how quickly the, the I think that was supposed happens. to be like right before yeah yeah the Holocaust the was still burning then and they were gone yeah um, there were candles later. In the film, that were also in color. Well, the flame was in color. Yeah. Oh, really? But I didn't, I didn't yeah, I think it was uh, when Schindler told them to go celebrate because it was Saturday. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. A major part of this movie is the violence, and Spielberg doesn't hold back. Um, you forget that you're watching a movie. At times, feels I, like a documentary. It feels like a documentary in that it's just that kind of like handheld. They're they're just showing every you know gunshot and and it's just yeah. 
it felt so raw. It was like by the end of the movie, and some of them were. Um, it just felt like the Nazis were doing it for fun. And, yeah. and not even like uh, there were obviously in the movie it was even portrayed like some of them were doing it just because it was their job and they were told to but like uh, a character which we could get to in a minute uh, Ray Fiennes' character he was just doing it because he liked doing it um, and I thought Spielberg's like use of really I mean it wasn't super graphic violence uh, I'd say it's but, pretty graphic well, there it was it was it was more like it was more like smaller moments like executions and stuff it yeah, wasn't like yes. super crazy like blood splattering everywhere and stuff right but, um yeah but there were like smaller moments like executions um yeah. just like one-on-one that was pretty graphic um, i i had i honestly like when i would anticipate that coming i would like kind of turn away i thought it made it feel more personal honestly because like um, that was where most of the killing happened was like one on one and they didn't even show in Auschwitz later in the movie when the people are like burned or whatever um, they don't even really show it they just show them walking down there um, so it was all like you really like saw who was killed and like you kind of knew them because there was a lot of characters that like you had met yeah, yeah that, them the whole that Spielberg lingers on for moments and I think the film being in black and white just added to the brutal violence I just thought it made it that much more depressing and you know yeah and and what struck me um, when it was over was just well I guess throughout the film too like you were saying some of the Nazis are doing it because it's their job and others are doing it like Ray Fine's character because he enjoys it when he's just he's just picking up his gun and shooting people who were you know tying their shoe while they you know instead of working or whatever and and um it, it just it's it's insane how how normal it almost became um yeah even for like Ben Ben Kingsley's character he was like yeah another person was just just the way that they would talk about it wasn't with such like shock and, and awe because it was this was how their lives were for this period of time well that's interesting that you bring that up because early in the movie um ben kingsley's character um was making sure that they were all like uh, quote-unquote essential workers um right. by giving them forged papers and he was making sure to attend to like every possible person that he could but um by the end of the film or later in the film he was kind of just like numb to it I think yeah. and he stopped having a reaction and like trying to like win these like small battles and like save individual people and he was just like I would say Schindler who we can get to his character arc in a moment um, he kind of took over Ben Kingsley's role as like the savior like feeling responsible for everybody yeah and I think throughout most of the film when when um there's a woman in particular who comes to him and says, I need you to, you know, like, save my parents. I've heard that's what you do. And and he starts to get angry. And there's a couple moments where he gets angry because of this. Didn't want and to accept just, it. Yeah, it's just that internal conflict of, like, okay, well, I'm a Nazi, but I'm not condoning this killing. And even the scene when they're being uh, taken from the one camp to the other, and he says, we need to get more hoses to get these people water. And yeah. he's kind of directing them, like get these people water and I mean even saving Ben Kingsley's character and and um I think that that one though that particular one where he saves Ben Kingsley is more of a a business move 
because he was such a clever yeah. accountant. Yeah, I think he liked also, him. I think he did, yeah. But I think that was more underlying. I think he right. definitely, at least on the surface level, was doing it as a business decision. I mean, I think the water thing was a really bold move on Schindler's part, doing that like right there in front of the Nazis. Yeah. And them not getting suspicious. Yeah, they did. Because he was kind of just like sick. Like he was like giving them false hope, kind of. Yeah. I think Ray Fiennes actually says that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, and then, you know, kind of as the story is progressing, he has this breakdown when they all get to his own hometown, uh, Oscar Schindler's hometown, and he's realizing that this life of luxury he's had, which now he's spent all this money to, to save all these people, um, what, a thousand some people? I think it was over uh, a thousand. Yeah, it was... It was like 1100, 1200, yeah. something like that. He starts to realize, like, oh, I could have, you know, I didn't need all of this. I could have saved another. That was probably this. my favorite scene in the movie when he would say something like, this pin, like he takes off his Nazi pin. He's like, this is gold. He's like, this is at least one person, two people. Yeah. And I just thought it was really good. Um, and with that, uh, Liam Neeson's performance, one of the best I've ever seen. From- Didn't he win an Oscar for this performance? I believe. So, I mean, sure. well, I well that, deserved. I know that the movie got well, um, yeah. one best picture that year. Um, but, I mean, he, he does pretty well with the accent. Like, uh, Killian, you were saying, there's a couple moments where he he slips up into his... Because he has an Irish accent, and I'm sure it's not easy to do that heavy German accent when you have an Irish accent yeah. like that. No, he did not win. Did Tom Hanks win? Oh, who Tom was Hanks he? One for Philadelphia. For Philadelphia. Well, interesting. Which, I, I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I mean, good good film, but Liam Neeson kind of got it, snubbed. I mean, the film itself won seven Academy Awards, including Best Picture. So, um, <laughs> but he he definitely deserved that. And I mean, Ray Fiennes did a great job as well playing a. Ray Fiennes is being. such a good actor. Yeah. He needs an Oscar. It's yes. kind of frustrating that he doesn't have yeah. one. And he's getting older now. He's going to, you know. Everything I watch, I enjoy with yeah. him in it. Um, I mean, well, well, you know, he was a very bad character in this film, but, you know, he was a very no, good no, performance. Yeah, I, mean, um, I think all around the performances hmm. from, you know. Oh, yeah, any, other, any other standout characters other than, like, the main three? I thought the were, the maid so was good. People. Yes, yes. Um, Ray finds is like what was her name? Helen or Helena? Helen. Yeah. Um, she, she. I thought she was really good. She wasn't in it too much. Like she didn't have that much screen time. But I thought like it was. She was a good actress. I mean, the whole supporting cast was just yeah. really great. I mean, I couldn't pinpoint any specifics from the supporting cast, but as a whole, I mean, they all performed really yeah. well. Because you, you you kind of get pulled into each of their individual stories when it would linger on them. Exactly. Um, they feel like main characters sometimes. Yeah. Like um, the one guy who um, you meet him in the church with Liam Neeson, and he Liam Neeson asks him where he got the coat. Yeah. Um, and, and I thought he was going to be like a central character, and he was for a little bit. With his wife. Yeah, but then he's not in the movie for like 45 minutes to an hour, and then he shows back up later. Yeah. Um, like on the train or something like that. Yeah. Well, um, there are a lot of people like that when they finally got to leave at the end, when the or, or when, when Schindler took them to his own factory. Yeah. That you kind of were like, oh, they... They survived. Which yeah, because it was showing them all like individually who yeah. made it, who yeah. didn't. Um, 
So, I mean, this film came out in 1993, and I, I wonder what the reception was like. I mean, clearly people... They loved really it, but... People on serious level if it won the Oscar especially, but, I mean, as far as the meaning today... I mean, this is still a very impactful film. I, I think, think it's still you know, pretty relevant. Even know. 25 years later, I mean, right after the film ended and the credits rolled, I know all of you guys were speechless, you know. Yeah. It's just a very powerful and moving film. I think it's so relevant because even if you take away, like, the Holocaust aspect and the Nazi or World War II aspect of it, it's a very human That's film. Exactly, yeah. It's exactly. It's so personal. Yeah. And and I think it, like, it, it teaches us... Or shows us the best way to compassion, kind of. And it also shows um, us how unfathomably um, terrible we can be to one another. Yeah. Or the worst of like the humanity. Worst, the worst and I, and I think that's kind of exemplified because I think all of the characters, even Ray Fiennes, are morally gray. Um, Ray Fiennes is pretty evil, but he does have some moments um, of like levity here and there. Well, um, I mean, the, I think. The only thing with him was he was in love with a Jewish girl and he didn't want to admit that because he thought, because their whole thought was they're less yeah. than human. The, the human side of him was so repressed. It was really, yeah. it was hard to see, but there were, there were a couple moments where, where it was there. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, other than that, I don't know. I, I think it is one of those films that you just don't really know what to say when, when it's over. Yeah. Speechless. Um, I like that they had the the real people who, the survivors who were still living at the time in 1993, um, go to Oscar Schindler's. Yeah, that was one of my favorite scenes as um, well. Headstone. And then it ended with Liam Neeson putting the rose. It is a it is a heavy note to end on for a movie that is so long because I know Matt, you were saying you'd seen it before, but you you broke it up into a couple days right yeah this isn't really a movie that you watch all in one sitting it's it's a lot to take in really so i mean the first time i watched it i watched it in like two days like one half one day then the other half the next but i mean to sit there and watch all three hours and 15 minutes of it was uh was pretty pretty insane it felt like I went on this journey. I mean, a lot of films feel like that, but I really felt like I had gone on this journey with all these characters. And um, I don't want to say that I felt like I lived the Holocaust because no. I, because obviously I can't. You but, obviously can't. But fathom it. I feel like I got about as close as I possibly could without having lived that. Yeah, um, it didn't feel like it was trying to be too overly like cinematic about it. It was just no. This is what it, and I, also, like the, the just jumping back to the fact that it was black and white, kind of made it almost look like you were reading like a history textbook. Like you were just like yeah, like this is what happened. This is like it wasn't sugarcoating anything. It wasn't there was no like um, dramatized for for film like like a lot of movies usually are. Yeah. Um. No. Yeah. I mean. You you really it feels longer than three hours. It, it feels well, yeah, because we went in the theater when it was bright outside, and we came out and it was like pitch black. Yeah, and it's also like you have to you're like, oh, the world is still in in color. It's so weird to watch them. Yeah, it's super weird. Dark theater, and then and then leaving. Yeah, all right, gentlemen. Um, it is that time where we uh, rate this film. I'm gonna go first. 
going to give it a nine and a half out of ten. I feel like I can't give any movie a perfect ten, although if any were to get a perfect ten, in my opinion, it would, it would probably be this. But I'll, 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 I'll stick 9.5 to 10, depending on... Well, I mean... Yeah, I'll probably go right there with you with a 9.5. I mean... This is this is just such a such a powerful and just amazing film and to be able to watch it in theaters was was amazing. Yeah. And I also want to mention like I don't think I'll ever watch this film again. Oh, I don't think Yeah, I- it's a film you watch once every 5 um, years maybe. But with it being the 25th anniversary like I highly recommend you can see it in theaters because I feel like that's the way to do it. Is <laughs> Definitely. The best um, environment. I feel like that's the best environment to watch any movie. Yeah. Especially, um, but especially the three hour, you know, it, you stay committed to it. I'm going to match Jack actually on this one. I'm going to give it a 9.5 as well. Um, I, I didn't really find anything wrong with it per se, other than, I mean, there are some like technical mistakes here and there, not big mistakes, like really small mistakes. Um, but that's also kind of a result of like the time when it was made, like the, just the technology they had in hand, um, on hand, things like that. Um, and yeah, it is really hard to sit through and I wouldn't say that rewatchability is like a super big factor in, um, my reviews usually, but, um, it does, it does, uh, hold a little bit of weight. So yeah, I'm going to give it a 9.5 out of 10. All right. Definitely one of the best films I've ever seen. Oh, for uh, sure. Probably one of the best films of all time. Um, so, gentlemen, thank you, as always. Thank you. Thank you. Back next week. Take it easy.